What do you do when you have a competitive bid? The great irony of life is this. We all want a life we love and more time with the ones we love, but our job, the very thing that's supposed to be the financial vehicle to provide that freedom is the very thing that chains us down. Do you think you have what it takes to rise above yourself? Are you ready to start transforming your dreams into reality? If so, I'm Cody Teal. Welcome to the Finding Freedom Podcast, a tribe of dreamers and doers, rebels and fighters that are here to prove to the world you can have your cake and eat it too. Good morning, podcast people. We are talking about competitive bids today. How many people work in an industry where people get multiple competitive bids? Ugh, they're awful. They suck. Um, before I get too deep into this, I want to refer back to a podcast I did a few days ago, maybe a week or so ago, a few more, about staying away from competition. Um, a monopoly is actually a very nice thing to have. <laughs> and the more you can have a corner of the market on your product and service, the easier life's going to be. So before I even talk about competition, I want to make sure like you realize that competition is for losers. <laughs> Com- oh, man. I do not like competition. Now, again, competitive events are fun to watch. I'm not saying com- competition's awful, but like, let's be honest, guys. Like, when you're in a competing situation, the only person that wins the customers, the business doesn't win. So, my advice before anything is just to stay out of competitive situations. So, um, but let's let's it, it is going to happen, and I understand there's a lot of you out there dealing with this. So what is the right way? What is the wrong way? What's the effective way to deal with a competing bid when you're, when you're going up against someone? Um, whatever your product or service. I'm going to be really generic with this one. I'm usually pretty solar specific, but this can apply to a lot of people. And if you like what's in here, please share this. Please subscribe so that others can get value from it. It's free. Um, the easiest thing you can do is share it. Um, also, please re- leave a review. And if there's any content you would like to hear, please like feel free to message me and let me know. Okay, you can find me on Facebook or LinkedIn or whatever. But let's let's dive in. So competitive bids. Now nowadays they're getting especially common with places like Home Advisor and all these other like things that source leads. Right, you can go to these websites and you can type in you know get Home Advisor and you can find any number of services and they'll send you multiple bids. And that really encourages competition. And that can be really rough for a sales rep when you go in there and you know your, your customer is getting multiple quotes, right? And they're gonna try to nickel and dime you and try to get as much out of you as they can in that situation, okay? So how do you handle that? What's the right and wrong way? What's the effective way? First, the worst thing you can do the worst thing you can do is make it a competition, all right? Like, if you sit there and try to nickel and dime and compare yourself to competition, guess what? They're gonna compare you just like them, like all the other ones. So like, do not get sucked in the trap of, hey, we're better because this, this, and this, and make the big, long list of things why you're better, and the big, long piece of list of why your customer, your, your competitors are horrible. Like that's literally the worst thing you can do. And that's literally, and that's the reason why is because that's what 99% of the people are going to do is they're going to get sucked in to trying to like prove to themselves why they're the best. Right. And that's just, 
ugh, it, it, only one, there's only one winner and there's a bunch of losers and that sucks, right? Or, all right. And the other thing you should never do is just go super low on price, right? That's like, again, horrible practice. Don't do that. It's not going to help anyway. Not going to help the customer. Not going to help you. Don't do it. Stay away from that. So what do you do? First, you need to take the customer's perspective, right? Think about what they're thinking. Why are they getting competing bids? Think about that for a sec. Why would you, let's say you're getting a floors done in your house. Why would you get quotes from a different company? Well, one, because you don't trust all the companies. You don't know which one's going to give you a good deal and which one's not. So you, you, you want to c- compare and contrast, right? So, so there's a tr- at the core of all of this is a tr- trust issue, a trust issue of yourself, whether you think you're going to be able to determine which is a good deal and which is not, a good quality service, and a trust issue for those other companies, right? And so if you can solve that trust issue, that wipes out 90% of your problems. So I'm going to give you an example. Like when I'm trying to like give like find find people or get leads, one of the like worst objections I run into that it's really really hard for me to overcome is someone will say, "I have a friend, and I'm getting a quote from them." It's like, ah, oh, shoot! Like that's a really hard uphill battle because if that person doesn't choose their friend, then they're ruining a relationship, and they the relationship's so important that even if the quote's gonna suck they're going to like probably go with that person anyway cuz they trust them right like a lot like that's just, trust is so important so the worst thing you could do to damage trust is to drop price and go against compete like show go against comp- competition like in a tit for tat kind of thing all right so the first thing you have to do is build trust and build connection right and at the first the customer is probably going to want to not going to do that right cuz the reason they don't want to build trust the reason they don't want to build connection is they want to make an objective decision. But if you weasel your way into their little heart, guess what? They're going to have a really, really hard time saying no to you. So the first thing you have to do is get them to love you. So you might show up and they might just be like, hey, give me the price. Tell me what you're going to do. And it's really easy to get sucked into that. And say, you, know, you got to be very polite, very professional, and very charming. And saying, love to do that. Tell me a little bit more what what you're looking for so I can make sure I'm even a right fit, right? And get them talking. And again, the way you get someone to like you is by you listening to them, right? When I say charming, professional, and all that stuff, I'm not saying you sit there and talk and be a little snake charmer, a little snake oil salesman. I say get in there and love them to death by listening. Hear Hear what they want to do. Talk about like why they're looking at different quotes. Talk about the random stuff in their life. That's going to get you way farther than you just talk, talk, talk while you're the best, right? Because that when people know that they're being listened to and understood and empathized with, they're going to reciprocate and come back, all right? First thing, find that connection of trust and get close to their heart as, they can, as you can, all right? Second thing, do not, this comes back to not dropping price. You have to be confident in your product and service. All right? You have to be confident in your product and service. If you're, if you're not confident in it, then you'll be like, yeah, that's actually, the other person's a good deal. I, you should do that. Right? And so that's going to come through. Whether you say that or not, it will come through and they're not going to, they'll, they'll be like, oh, I guess, yeah, he is, I know he is ripping me off. 
people are like, even though people can't articulate it, they are surprisingly adept at figuring out who is really lying and not. And they won't be able to say it or even like maybe think it, but subconsciously we know. Subconsciously we can hear someone's confidence levels and we believe or don't believe them based on their confidence. So you have to be confident. That's number two, okay? Number three, what I, this is like, this is probably the best trick that you'll learn from this podcast is I like to take them out of that buying situation and do a buyer's preference discovery session, right? And so let's say, they're buying windows from you and you're pretty overpriced on windows. And they're sitting there trying to nickel and dime you and hey, tell me how you're different than the comp- competition. And be and so what I'll do is say, oh, cool. Well, let me just ask you a couple questions before I give you some information real quick. What do you prefer to buy? Like, let's say you're buying cars and cars are pretty easy. We know like the levels of cars or if it's women, you can tell her to buy her purse. And you can say, you know, what level of cars, what kind of cars do you like to buy? Are you like that luxury brand by the nice cars always new? Or do you like to buy the like crazy cheap used off Craigslist cars? You know, and I set two extreme anchors and the person will talk every time because they, you know, especially if they're a guy, they're like love to start talking about cars they like to buy or they wish to buy, right? And what that'll do is you'll be able to see their buying preferences and based off what they tell you, you can adjust your pitch accordingly. If there's someone that likes to buy luxury, you sell them luxury. If there's someone that likes to buy cheap, you talk to them about value and how it's a good deal, okay? It's very easy. Again, I went to a Tony Robbins thing this last week and he, he did this exact same thing. Maybe that's why I'm sharing this because I was primed for it, but he said, literally, he said, Who, what, where's a woman in here that has a $3,000 or more purse? And a ton of women raised, raised their hand, like surprisingly a lot. And he went over to one and he said, cool, like, why do you like this purse? And she's like, the first thing out of her mouth was, it fits everything I want. It looks really nice. And he looked at her like, are you kidding me? It's a $3,000 purse. You can do, you, like, you can do a, that. You can fit all that stuff in a grocery bag. And she goes, well, it makes me feel successful. And then he, he went on to talk about like, how much does this actual purse cost to manufacture? And it was like a $3,800 Louis Vuitton purse. And it was a small one. It was tiny. Um, and we got down to he was saying they I got to found said it was about $25, $30 to manufacture. I think it might've been a little bit more after all said and done to manufacture that thing. Um, but either way, even if it's $300, that's still a like 10th, a thousand, you know, percent profit over, over the, the value of what it was made for, you know? And so people buy stuff all the time based off of like their preferences, even though it's, it doesn't make any sense. As long as you understand what those preferences are and sell to them, that's what that person will feel, that you empathize and you are listening. Again, that's a very, very very important skill to have. And then when you do that, you match their preferences, they'll they'll more likely buy from you than if you don't match their preferences, right? And so what I would do at the end of this is say, hey, You've told me that this is what you like to buy and I've shown you that we are actually a good fit. Is there any reason why you would pick somebody else over us? Like ask them point blank. And they might say this, this, and this, and this, and this. And then you just say, okay, so you understand that if you decide to go with a cheaper person, you're losing value. You know, let it sit there. And they'll, they'll be like, oh shoot. Like I told this person I want value. I don't want to lose value. I've literally done that to people 
and seen them just out of pure, like, I don't want to be embarrassed by my product. It's amazing. It works. It works so well. Like, because people are going to tell you what they want. If you give them what they want, and if they do anything outside of that, they're being dishonest and you're, they're caught in a lie and they don't want to be caught in a lie. And so they'll stick, they'll stick to that honestly and move forward. You'd be surprised. So there's some easy tricks to help beat out the competition. But in summary, it comes down to trust and empathy. If they feel that they can trust you and empathize you, they will buy from you even if it's the better product, even if it's a higher price product. Okay. So apply that, use that in your sales and we'll chat with you later.